0: want to have your very own free-range egg farming business welcome to green grass egg farming podcast with daniel o'brien the show dedicated to giving you the latest tips ideas and interviews to help you produce the best tasting free-range eggs and sell your eggs for the highest price and here's your host daniel o'brien Hello, Daniel O'Brien here. Welcome back to Greengrass Egg Farming. My special guest today is Charlie Roberts from Charcoal Springs. Welcome to the call today.
1: G'day Daniel, it's great to be aboard.
0: Excellent. Today we're going to be talking about, or you're going to be talking about the nest box training. So basically when you, you get new birds in, they need to learn the ropes, what to do, what not to do and how we go through that training process so you have a successful outcome you've minimized ground eggs and you've just got a smooth transition for them to use the system effectively but in your words do you want do you want to sort of describe what is nest box training
1: oh uh, nest box training is where we buy in birds at point of lay of 18 weeks just before they start to lay eggs approximately around that age and we, they've never been off the ground coming from the hatcheries, so one, we have to teach them how to perch, and then secondly, how to lay eggs in the nest box.
0: Okay, so they've been on the ground because, like, in their growing sheds in the hatchery, they're just pretty well on, like, a sawdust floor. They're not, sort of, a, like, a day-old chicken doesn't roost, so basically, they just put them in from day-old up to, sort of, 18 weeks, weeks just in a, in a big barn, so... Um, they come in so explain to me so your birds arrive tell me talk me through how the birds arrive and what happens like from when the the truck or the ute sort of drives in the driveway to like that those first sort of maybe 12 or 24 hours what what you do there
1: primarily when the truck arrives the first one is perch training initial one is to get them used to the trailer so when the truck arrives with these cages we put the chooks, the hens, straight into the trailer from the cages. Close the trailer down and we'll leave them in the trailer for about an hour to two hours whilst we take the trailer out to the paddock where we're going to set it up in the the cell. If the weather's cool enough, we'll leave them in there for about two hours and then we'll open it up, uh, open the trailer up and let them out so they know that that's their base and that's their home they'll go out and fossick around graze around for an hour or two and just on dark we will come back and then walk around the trailer to keep them moving so they'll actually hop back into the trailer if you keep them moving uh, you may only have to pick up three or four maybe six hens and put them into the trailer that first night and then they'll perch up for that night they're birds of habit so if you can teach them First time, show them. Second time, they'll observe. Third time, they'll pick it up. And then once they've picked it up, they'll continue to keep doing that. And that goes into the nest box, uh, laying the eggs in the nest box as well. So
0: when you're walking around, you're walking around because they're likely to like, want to sit down on the grass and sort of um, sit there for the night opposed to going in the, in the, the trailer?
1: That's correct daniel they 'll do what they normally do in the sheds, and they actually swarm almost like a a swarm of bees they 'll huddle huddle together on the ground if you keep walking and moving through the birds, it stops them from doing that and um a couple of you will hop up into the trailer, the rest will observe, and then they 'll start to figure out well oh look that 's where we 've got to go, and that's they 'll head up into the up onto the perches for the night by keeping them moving them it 's keeping them active and, and observing what's going on with the other birds. Yeah,
0: okay. So h- how long would you be walking around for? Is that something that's 10 minutes or
1: four hours? What sort of time frame? No, even 20 minutes to half an hour, just on dark. Okay. Normally when when your birds are coming into roost, it's not, a, it's not a long exercise. If you observe your current trailer going as your birds come into roost at night, around that time.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Um, a general rule of thumb is two beers.
0: Okay, <laughs> T- two beers. Note that down. Two, two beers.
1: beers. And it's done.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so that that's the first night. So after they're all in, do you close down the shed that night, or you leave that open? What do you do
1: that first night? We have we have in the past to do that. You've got to be back at daybreak to open the trailer up again to let them out. Yeah. At the moment, we are having luck with without closing the doors down. We do use the light we um, run light systems in our trailers for the early layers in the mornings. Yeah. So we actually turn those lights on, which assist them going into the trailer for that first night. Yeah, Once right. they're in the trailer, you flick, flick the light off, and uh, they're all happy days. Next morning, they'll hop out. The following night, you repeat the same process. You'll find by the third night, you'll have all but one of your birds in the trailer.
0: Okay, and then by a fourth night, you don't even need to go out there? or don't even
1: need to go there. Don't even need to go next near the trailer.
0: Okay, yeah. It's all done. Three nights. So I remember when I was first starting and, and seeing all these hens, and I, I probably wasn't walking around. I was probably just sort of standing there going, why are you all in a pile? And then, like, picking up sort of a few hundred birds and put them in and go, oh, my goodness, am I going to have to do this for the next year? But that three-night rule, it's true, and I've heard it from so many farmers. That first night, you're like, why don't you just go in? What's going on? Yeah. And the second night, yeah. it's like maybe a quarter of them. Third night, it's like two, yeah. three, maybe, as you said, one. And fourth night, it's all over. But I, I remember thinking on the first night, like if someone told you, oh, by, by four, four nights, this won't happen, you're like, Nut, nah, you're pulling my leg for sure. <laughs> yeah but as you said they're creatures of habit that they just go they they sort of follow the leader okay and um they're just like yep we're cool now we're all sorted
1: yeah the rule of three is is a good rule of a, a good guide with any work to do with the birds at all and that goes into nest boxing as well if they lay an egg in a particular place you have generally have three lays before you have to break that habit okay if you can break them in that uh, in the three lays which generally is uh four days
0: yep
1: if you can break that habit in the four days for that particular bird you'll have success
0: okay so talk me through that so now y- y- your birds they've arrived they've been there four days so they they're now perching up yep. they're taking themselves in and out what what do you do now to train them for the nesting boxes
1: Depending on the time of the year, the season, during the winter, they come on the lay slower and the age of your birds when you, when you purchase your birds. You will then observe if they're starting to lay, they will squat, uh, squat. The birds will tell you they will squat and stick their wings out as if they're preparing for a rooster. If they're not ready to lay, they will run. If okay. you walk through your birds, your birds, if your birds are running from you, they're not still not ready to lay. If they're starting to squat and, and put their wings out in front of you, they're ready and starting to, or starting to, or ready to start laying. Yep. Observe your percentages of birds doing this. Yep. Uh, observe the, the same amount of birds. The ones that are going to start laying will also come around your legs and peck your legs yep. and be in close. The ones that are not laying will be out wide. It then comes to spending approximately two hours or three hours in the morning is by grabbing the birds that are starting to squat and put them into the nesting boxes. Okay. And you do this once or twice. You don't have to do it to all the birds. A lot of them will pick it up by watching them and observing the other birds and they will then understand where the nesting boxes are.
0: Okay, so if you're if you're walking through the birds and a bird squats, you'll pick her up and then carry her over and put her into a nesting box.
1: Yes, you work generally walk around the outskirts of the trailer, so you don't have to walk, walk too far.
0: Yeah, they'll okay. come
1: to you when they're ready to lay.
0: Um, yeah,
1: keeping close. You may only have to do a twenty-minute session, half an hour session but um, if the birds are not ready to lay you can waste a lot of time and a lot of energy putting birds into the nesting boxes yes. that aren't ready to lay and they won't they won't take note.
0: Yeah okay so just because they're, they're squatting it doesn't mean they're like with, with their wings out that they're not about to lay an egg now they're just I suppose at the maturity where they're coming into the time to lay is that what you're referring to?
1: That's correct that's true yeah. and correct there is a whole different position and stance to <laughs> Yes for a, a, a hen that's about to lay an egg is it's a it's a good one to observe and it's a very good one to pick up and understand their habits of when they are going to lay an egg.
0: Yes yeah, so, so just to clarify when you're putting them in the nest box they're not sa- sitting in there for the next 20 minutes and laying an egg. You're just putting them in, in there just so they know that that's a cool place to go. Is that right?
1: Absolutely, you're showing them that there is a nook and a cranny yep. or a nice place to lay an egg. Um, they'll observe it. They will hop out after a couple of minutes. If the hen comes, the bird comes flying out of the box, she's not ready.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and uh, they'll come out and and, and observe and come down, back down onto the ground, but they do take note. Yeah. They do go back.
0: Yep. So, so you've just done a, a little mental thing in the chook's head of like Here's a cool spot. When you do want to lay an egg, you'll be like, "Oh, I remember that." <laughs> yep, and go back there, and, and, and that's what you want to create.
1: They, absolutely. Most importantly, is your nooks and crannies. If you have anywhere, whether it be on your feeders, uh, around your drink bowls, under your trailer is an absolute classic example. If you create a a, a cool, dark or a cool dark place, they'll. They will lay their eggs there. So if you can minimise anywhere in your around your trailer, whether it be under the trailer or around your feeders, your nooks and crannies, yep, and create just the nesting box for laying, you'll have great success.
0: Yep, yeah, righto. So uh, the the note there: make it out of everywhere the chooks can go, make the nesting box the most comfortable place. For Yep. And they'll go back there, they find a more comfortable place under the trailer or behind the feeder behind the feeder under feeders they'll learn yes. that, that yeah they'd rather lay eggs there and and a um, good thing to remember, I remember seeing some farms like the, the, your best case scenario if you've got a movable shed, you're out in a paddock with nothing. I, I remember a case where we were moving the fences along and the caravans and in this particular cell, like it was a 50 by 50 metre cell, there was one tree and under that tree was an old rusted bit of implement. It was probably something from from the 50s, like that would get, go behind a horse or something, maybe even earlier. And it wasn't very big. But uh, I think it was like the discs on this plough, it created nice little shadows and almost like little um, hidey holes. And and the birds were just coming in and I didn't even think anything of it. I'm just like, we're moving them through in the square across the paddock. Oh, well, that day there was like 60 to maybe 160 eggs around this thing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And exactly that, they've come in and gone, this spot right here looks awesome to um, lay eggs so if you're starting and you're moving your head hens through a paddock uh, avoid areas that might have like a lot of long grass or a little gully or or something where they can get in and under i remember one farm out western new south wales that a tree had fallen over and there's still a lot of foliage on it oh the chooks loved it they sort of got in there and laid eggs now with uh, movable electric fencing if we just went around that no, no drama, but at the time, when you didn't know, you're like, "Why have I got like hundred eggs under this thing and it's exactly that they found a nook and cranny that was a little bit more comfortable than the nesting box, and they're like, that's where we're going to lay our egg
1: absolutely even then you're even long grass. yes, uh, short grass for for nest box training for pullets is the ideal yeah uh, even grass up to a foot long, and they'll be happy to lay eggs in it mm. So, so te- if you remove all the nooks and crannies, we've had great success, success with keeping our doors open, completely yep. open, yep. to create a lot of light to stop them laying on the mesh on the trailer. Okay. Which they can. If we we found if we close the doors down, the the birds would lay on the mesh of the trailer. Yes. And the eggs would go through the mesh and and break on the floor. Uh, with the doors open completely they go straight up to
0: the nest box yes and i think what people need to remember when the chooks are first laying this is brand new for them like they're they're just yeah. learning okay I, I lay an egg each day what do i do with this egg so they may not want to lay it on the mesh but they're still learning to go okay this is a dark spot i guess i lay it here but as you said, yep. if, if that chook had been put in the nest box a couple of times, she's like, hey, I don't need to lay on the mesh. There's a beautiful, dark, secure, safe nest box. I'll jump up there, lay mm-hmm. my egg.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So tell me, uh, under the trailer, do you screen off under your trailers so they can't get under there when they first come on the lay, or how do you manage that?
1: Absolutely. We make a uh, – I've heard of many different ideas. We've found what works for us is uh, we've made a skirt with shade cloth. Okay. Uh, with Which is doubled up, and it has the wood perch battens, the same as them, down on the bottom, so it's like a weighted right on ground level. And we use S-hooks, made up some wire S-hooks, which hook up to the mesh on the bottom of the trailer.
0: Yep, okay.
1: So there's no, nowhere for the birds to go under the trailer. Yep. Only for the time the nest boxing is on. Once the nest boxing is completed and we're happy, we remove the skirt.
0: Yeah, so, so you're referring to like the nest box training, so those first uh, few weeks, is that right?
1: First few weeks, absolutely. Uh, during Especially during the summer, you do need that under the trailer for uh, shade area. Yes. So you, you'll need to get the skirt off as, as quick as you can, but don't do it too early, otherwise it's cook your... We'll start laying under there again.
0: Fantastic. So what have you found from doing this versus not doing this? So if someone's like, oh, should I worry about it? Is it worth doing? Like it sounds mm-hmm. like a bit of effort. Tell me your experience on that, Charlie.
1: We first started, we, we out of 450 birds, we had 37 laying on the ground. This is while still doing it. Now we've cut our hours down considerably per trailer. Now we're down to approximately 30 hours spent on nest box training yep. through knowledge. And we're now down to one to two birds per trailer will lay on the ground.
0: Yep. So we're talking about a 450 hands. 150
1: birds. Yes. You'll have one to two that lay on the ground.
0: Yep. Right.
1: Yes, I do. I do recommend it highly. It's worth the hours. The more hours you do on it, the more observation you make, the better you get at it. With our, every business model is different. With our business model here, we have chosen not to sell any eggs off the ground. Why? Is because we employ labour and we cannot guarantee with our staff, if they pick an egg up off the ground, is it one that's been out in the sun? Has it been there for two days, three days? And we can't guarantee to our markets or our restaurants that this is a premium quality egg if we don't know the 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 quality of the egg.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So the thirty odd hours for nest box training and to get all of your hens laying in the nest box is the optimum. That's the ultimate
0: yeah, I definitely agree. And and when you look at it from, say, 30 hens down to, say, one hen, just so people realise, that that's every day. So when you go, oh, it's only 30 yeah, eggs, but that's every day. And if they're 30 eggs that you either can't sell or you have to sell at a reduced price or pay money to put them through um, a machine to wash them or such, that's every day sure. where... If you spend the time up front that those thirty hours and get it down to just one egg a day per per trailer, now you're looking. Yeah, yeah it's only going to be seven eggs a week, um, and that's yeah. you can eat them yourself. You don't need to sort of worry about sort of buying a ten thousand dollar egg washing machine.
1: No. So um, absolutely, and that makes a big a big difference in your profit margin. You still have to move the birds if they're laying. If they're laying an egg that you can't sell or or at a reduced price, you it's still the same amount of labour. Yes. Yeah. Effort to, to produce that egg that's at a reduced price.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree with you. It, it, it is worth putting in that effort. And just to schedule it in when your birds come on to know that like you've got it down to the the hours, to know that there's thirty hours spent doing that and I know uh, Shane and Marnie Ellis from Gippsland Free Range in Victoria they say the same thing you put that energy in to start with it makes your job so much easier not for a week or a month but for the next year that they lay because suddenly they're trained they're they're perching you can move them along it's done It, it pays off opposed to going oh no I won't worry about it and then for the next year as we said earlier, they're creatures of habit. They're going to yeah. go back to oh, where have I always laid my egg? I've laid under the the trailer or uh, near the feeder or some other random spot. And then you're spending yeah. labour trying to find it and collect it. And as you said, was it in the sun? Was it in the mud? Like, is it even like legal to sell? Like, we, we don't, yeah. you don't have the traceability on it. Opposed to winding the conveyor belt and have clean eggs right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And there are tricks, Daniel, as you get... Through. It doesn't have to be every morning. Uh, like I said, there are birds of habit. So if you were to spend a couple of hours this morning, you could leave them for two days. Yep. Or if, they were, if there were some hens laying on the ground tomorrow morning, you would get them in the next morning. You would catch those ones by observation. Yeah. And catch them, you observe them... Going to lay an egg or heading for a looking for a nook and cranny, whether it be um around the drink bowls or under the feeders, that's through observation you would catch that bird as she goes <laughs> just before she lays her egg on the ground or in her nook and cranny and you catch her and you go and put her in the nesting box. We have found through this technique that you only have to put them in once, maybe twice for that particular bird, and she'll go there every time thereafter. Yeah. How how we know which bird it is is every time you put a bird, catch a bird that's about to lay an egg in a nook and cranny, we put a little ring on a leg. Okay. And then, then when we go back to the trailer the following day, we know if we see a, le- a, a bird with a ring on its leg, we'll walk past her, we catch her and put her in the nesting box.
0: Yep.
1: And that identifies her as your ground layer. Yep. And if you observe her in a nesting box laying an egg on her own cord, you take the ring off. Okay. And it identifies your uh, birds that you need to work with.
0: So do you Minimizes you having...
1: Sorry, Daniel? Do you do that
0: on every single flock or just when you... So on every single flock identify the birds and put the rings on when you're, you're putting them up in, in the box, and when you've seen them laying in the box, remove those rings?
1: No, we only use the rings for identifying ground layers.
0: Okay, righto. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. for nest so, box training purposes.
0: So what do you do? And I think I know the answer. So if you're picking up the same bird with a ring, so many times what happens yep. to her
1: she becomes accustomed to the fact that that's her job to lay an egg up in the nesting box Yep. then right at the end of your nest box training prior to saying your nest boxing is complete normally when you're around your 85 or 90 percent you're near near on full full leg uh, with your with your flock Yep. You go over right on daybreak when the nesting box is open and you spend a couple of hours. It takes two mornings to complete, and every bird that you see with a ring on its leg that's in the nesting box laying an egg, you take the ring off.
0: Yeah, okay. And
1: you should work your way down to only having one bird or maybe two birds completely that yep. have rings left on their legs.
0: Yeah, and with those two birds, do you leave them in the flock or do you remove them out of the flock
1: we remove them and on sell them as pullets, where you still get your premium price for.
0: Okay, so someone can buy buy a hen. They're probably going to have it in their backyard and a total different Absolutely. farming system. So yep. they're getting good good eggs. You're selling her on, so you, you've actually completed the whole process, and now you're getting like no ground eggs because you've eliminated the one or two that were laying on the ground.
1: Yes, completed, you still get a random egg. Yeah. There is a random egg.
0: <laughs> yeah, whether she just didn't always, make it on time or...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or not sure what the pain in the bum was. You always seem to have a random egg. Yes. Uh, something I, I we believe is, is part and parcel of having hens.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's probably two, two, at that stage, there's probably two type of ground eggs. You've got one which is the same chook, the one with the leg band. She just for whatever reason, she decided nest boxes aren't for her. Rain, hail or shine, she's yep. going to lay it on the ground. We've got yep. rid of her. The other type of ground egg is just, it's a random chook, we believe. it's It could be um, it's a different chook each day that just didn't make it in time or um, decided not to go to the nesting box that day?
1: Absolutely. The the random egg will be identified because it won't be in the same place every time you see it.
0: Yep, okay. If
1: it's an egg you find in the same place every time, you will know it's a a particular ground layer that you need to work on. Okay. Or remove.
0: So if you do find it in the same place each time, would you recommend the next day... Wait, see who, see what hen goes there, grab her, put a leg band on to identify her and go from there?
1: Absolutely. And when you put a leg band on, you put her up into the nesting box. Yep. And she will lay that egg that she's about to lay in the nesting box. And you only, will only have to do that once at the absolute outside twice and that hen will then go there up into the nesting box for the rest yep. of her laying time.
0: Okay. Oh excellent. Well, I think we've covered quite a quite a bit to from getting hens in from the 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 truck arriving to getting them up on the perches. We've talked about closing the trailer up for for 2 hours, let them out to forage after that, walk around the trailer so if they're, if they're swarming, clumping up, so they, they don't get settled and they jump up into the trailer, do that for one, two, three nights and the fourth night you can have off. How long does that take? Two beers. And then uh, when it comes to nest box training, we screen off underneath and any birds that we, we see um, when you walk past, they sort of squat down with their wings out, pick them up, put them in the nest box. And if you see an egg sort of squatting to, to lay an egg pick her up as well and put in the in the nest box and any that you do pick up and put in we put leg bands on and then after they're all laying we any that are in the nest box we remove the leg bands and we shouldn't have any ground eggs was there anything i missed out
1: i think you've done very well daniel
0: okay (laughs) well thank you so much for your for your time today, Charlie, you tell me about. You run workshops from time to time, so people want to they, they want to get started in free range egg farming, or they've already got a bit of they've already got chalks and egg farm, and they want to learn more. Um, tell me quickly about the workshops that you run on your farm there.
1: Absolutely, Daniel. We're we're set up to do a course in getting started in pasture egg farming. And the workshop is based on covering such points as the nest box training, marketing pastured eggs and how to market them as a premium product, bi- uh, biosecurity, uh, paddock planning on uh, how to, to plan up uh, your farm as such and, uh, and your models. Uh, it covers all the basic topics that need you, you know, information that you will need and require to get you up and started. All the little tricks and things that we've uh, learned along the ways, right from uh, packing in the shed, little tricks right through to collection in the paddocks. So it's a, a, a very condensed one day course, um, but it will give you everything that you need to get you get you started.
0: Yeah, and I wish I had access to that when I first started. I know I made heaps of mistakes and if I could just go do um, a TAFE course or do a field day on, on someone's farm where they're really doing it, it would have it would have saved me thousands of dollars because as you probably know as well, you just there's little things which you just overlook or you didn't know and if someone could just go, Hey, don't don't do it like that, like exactly what we've shared today about nest box training, like if you know that up front and you're not picking up all the ground eggs over a year, like that's that can be thousands of dollars worth. So, I, I highly recommend anyone to get the training to um, get get the tips to uh, have a successful and profitable egg farm. So,
1: absolutely, Daniel. Our our philosophy is if I can save, we can save you twenty man hours in your business at twenty five dollars a man hour. There's five hundred dollars of the course paid for in twenty man hours yes. alone, and we believe we can save you twenty man hours in a matter of uh, ten minutes, of course, yeah. uh, through little tricks and and things, hard learnings from our hard learnings. Uh, so it's, yeah, I I wish <laughs> I had some, we had something like that when we started too. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Recommend it.
0: And tell me quickly, yeah, you, you do run these courses from time to time. They are at your farm. Tell me, we didn't cover it to start with, tell me a bit about your farm and where you're located.
1: We're located in the southwest of Western Australia at Manjimup. Currently own 100 acres and lease another 85 acre of farm. Uh, we're running 2,500 birds at the moment with five um, trailers and also building up our cattle numbers as well. Um, up to 30 breeders, we'll go up to approximately 80 breeders. So we're doing a lot of sustainable farming style through paddock rotations, well, strip grazing and sustainable farming through cattle and chook rotations.
0: Yeah, and do, do you have a, a bit of an orchard there as well?
1: We do. We're, we have 1,200 fruit trees, uh, Tahitian limes and finger limes that we've got up and growing as
0: well. Yeah, okay. So for, for anyone that uh, wants to get started in, in egg farming, whether you've got an orchard or you've got cattle or you just got land, I'd highly recommend you get along to one of the courses. So if someone's uh, flying into Perth, how far are you south of Perth, Charlie?
1: We're three hours drive south of Perth. Okay. Down in the Southern Forest region.
0: Okay, no worries. So for more information, can they just go to your website and uh, find out when the next course
1: is uh, coming up? Absolutely, or feel free to get our contact details off the website and give us a call.
0: Yep, is that CharcoalSprings Dot au, yes, that's correct. Yep, or
1: just an email and we'll um, get back to you with all the details.
0: No worries. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Charlie. Our pleasure. And I look forward to um, doing another podcast together of uh, another helpful tip for everyone.
1: Not a problem, it would be our pleasure to share our information and our knowledge. Thank you. Thanks
0: for joining us on Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast. For transcripts and other free
1: resources, please go to greengrasseggfarming.com.